Welcome back to Let's Talk Kashrus. Today we are joined by Rabbi Nassim Dubin, Kashrus Administrator at the HKA in Houston and the founder of the Kosher Institute of America. Thank you, Rabbi Dubin, for joining us. Let's talk about shuls for a second. A shul kitchen is wide open, no hashkacha, and someone is making a kiddush to Shabbos. So the, the, some caterer delivers food Thursday night, Friday morning. Who's there to accept the delivery? You know, in terms of Basr Shanus Almanayin issues. Basr Shanus Almanayin issues. Right. Um, I'll tell you another in interesting thing. Caterers, nobody wants to serve stale food, right? right? So if they're having an event, what do they do? They cook the food 80% and they finish it, mm -hmm. right? So that's something that, that we've encountered at, at Kedushim where you have even somebody who's learned, right? What's the video? I put down a blech right. and then I'll finish off the food, right? Which is Vishal Deiraisa, right? Right. So, when you don't realize the issues that are involved, then you, you just don't know, you, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you, can't, you can't know that everything is okay unless you have a system in place. Or issues, I, mean, I just heard a story where a kitchen was unlocked and the workers, non-Jewish workers, came in the morning, Shabbos morning, to start setting up. They found the, war, the, the warmer unplugged or whatever device it was, so they plugged it back in. You know, no problem. Well, right. they want to make sure that the right. Baal is happy. Right. Now, and, no, and no one was the wiser because... Uh, and to you, this is a chiddush. But it's not a chiddush. It's, this is aleph base, right? They, 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 to them, religion, if, you, if, you're, you know, if, you, if they're not religious, especially, I mean, if they're religious, it's a little bit more, but like, especially if they're not religious, like, they have no appreciation. They want... They don't want all the flack of things not working out and it's yeah. going to be a balagan. They just, they just do what they need to do and whatever. You know, like it's, it's a lot happens. Would you, say, would you say in shul, based on what you've encountered, your experience, most of the issues are Shabbos related because most of these events take place on Shabbos? Is that A lot of them are, are, yeah, but not necessarily Shabbos related. I think that there's a lot of issues come up on Shabbos just because that's when most of the food is right. being served. There's Bishel, there's Hazara, there's Bayer, there's all, you know, you know all taking out stuff with slotted spoons, right, slotted and then they're bringing, bringing in product on Shabbos, and you're having yeah, a guy bringing in things. Yeah, they run out of things. stuff, so the guy runs out to the right. store to buy it, comes back, no one knows no the one difference. Knows anything. You also have in shuls, you have where very often the men's kiddush is fleishiks, the women's kiddush may be milchiks, and people are bringing stuff back and forth because there's no system in place to make sure that that right. doesn't happen. Right. So what, what's know, just, the, what's so, the, uh, just so, so that our our listeners yeah. don't get disheartened? What's the eitzah? So yeah, so let, let's in in I think there's probably five things I would say that are number no, that are very important. Number one is the kitchen needs to be locked, period. Okay, and if you're doing it with a combination lock, change the change the code every six months. Okay, because the code gets around, everyone's going to know it. Okay, it needs to be locked. That's olive base, olive base, olive base. You have a double door, put a latch on it put on a padlock, the whole thing, the whole installation, the whole thing is going to cost you 20 bucks, okay? Put a lock on it. That's number one. Number two is put in cameras. Not expensive. You get cheap cameras, buy it on Amazon. It, it's, it's, you could buy, you could put the whole camera, even just a plug-in camera, even if you just put in two cameras, it costs you $150. We're not talking about a huge investment. You want to put in professional cameras, it will cost you $750. It's mm. not, we're not talking about mind-boggling numbers here, okay? Put in, secure it, put in cameras. One person needs to be responsible for the kitchen. One person, and, and that means that if the Rev walks in and there's a problem, he is responsible. So even if he asks somebody else to check in product, that means that he's responsible for making sure that that person knows what to check in. Okay, that's number three. That person needs to be trained. Mm -hmm. So either, 
again, like I mentioned before, either he's in Kashrus or he takes a course with one of the OU courses or the Star K courses or he takes the online Mashkiach course. Um, you know, uh, the Kosher Institute Mashkiach, the ACO Mashkiach course that's available. Any type of training, some type of training. Okay, and then the last thing that I would think I think is is a good Eitzatayva is and this is, again, for schools and for schools, is to have a check-in system. And one ETSA that I, th I think works very well for these kind of environments where you don't typically have Meshkiyat Tamidi is you have, let's say, a red marker for, for Fleishigs, and then if you have a dairy kitchen, you have a blue marker, a uh, permanent marker for Milchig. And then every single item that comes into the kitchen, the Hashgacha gets circled. Doesn't take long. Everything gets piled up outside the kitchen, and then whoever's checking in the product circles it, and if you really want to do it right, puts in their initials. We do this in, in a bunch of our establishments, the, the places that don't have mashkiach tamidi. It's beautiful. So what happens if an item is there that doesn't have the because mark? if they circle the OR, right, the registered trademark, okay, which happens, right, or something, or there's a question of lashkacha. So you know exactly, number one is, you know what the mistake was, and you know who was the one who made the mistake. So it's not a question of putting blame, but you know where the training needs to be, mm -hmm. right? So, it, and when a person, whoever's in charge, walks into that kitchen, when I will go into a place that doesn't have mashkiyat timidi, I just look up and down. It takes a second, because everything is positioned. The hashgacha is facing out, circled with, with the red, with the, the hashgacha circled, mm -hmm. initialed. I know right away who checked it in, and if it's okay, and if, Periodically, there's a problem. They checked in Hashgacha that's questionable. No problem. I know who did it. I know what the issue is. And we say, okay, this Hashgacha is not accepted. Great. Move forward, right? So those are just some etzis. Um, and, and like I mentioned before, for a school, if, if it's a possibility, you know, Hashgachas will work with you. Like, especially like the smaller, you know, uh, out of town for sure. And even in, the, in town, it's not nearly as expensive as you think. And especially if it's for yeshiva, they'll work with you. It's are not going to be... Are you familiar with Meistas that actually have hired supervision or shuls or not yet i don't know i don't i can't think of any um a shul i'm not, you know it, that, that's you know it, it's harder because there's a lot of moving parts and people coming and going but it's not regular production right. logistically i think it's harder for a shul to be under under hashgacha it's especially harder. i must it's add it's, i must add i know it's a it's a little off topic but in the age of party planners where um, I know it's a different topic for a different time, but in the age of party planners, where most of them don't have ashkacha, when a shul is not supervised, that means whatever's coming in and out, no one knows what's going in and out of that kitchen. So that just highlights. Highlights. The so that's that why for a, for a shul, I don't know necessarily, I mean, it would be wonderful. You know, you want to the best situation, of course, to be under ashkacha. Practically speaking, I don't know if you have to push so hard for that. I think what you need to do is, like I mentioned before, you have to have a system. Mm -hmm. If you have a system, then you can discuss if the system's working or if it's not. If you don't have a system, then by definition, you're failing. Right. Fascinating. Thank yeah. you so much, Rabbi Dubin. Any final takeaways? Let's talk Kashrus takeaway for our viewers as we end this discussion. Look at it as a solution, not a problem. I mean, I think there is, you can look at it and be like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, we're not going to get a, like, a Vada Kashrus in here. We're not going to get it under Ashkacho. There's so many things and get this and get that and get a camera. It's so complicated. You can't do everything. You can't get a camera. You could, but you, you, you don't want... So don't get a camera. Put someone in charge. You can't have them fully trained. Have them half trained, right? It's not an all or nothing thing. And don't look at it as like an overwhelming thing like, wow, there's so many pieces. It's so complicated. The best thing, the first, first, first thing, 
put a lock on the kitchen. Put a lock on the kitchen. That way the party planner who wants to drop off stuff needs access. Somebody needs to let them in. Mm -hmm. So even if you can't do everything, do whatever you can. Look at it as you know, solutions, not problems. Rabbi Dubin, All thank right. you so much. All right, thank you.